Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bugs Bunny's favorite football podcast. <laughs> That's right. I'm joined what? once again by my illustrious producer, Joe Teeson. How's it going, Joe? Good. Uh, did you watch Space Jam? Uh, I might have watched Space Jam, yeah. You might have watched I might have messed around and watched Space Jam. And how was it? It was fine. This is actually... I watched it already... Before last week's episode. Okay. So this is the second episode now. I ha- I will have had watched Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, me, I took my wife out for a little date. <laughs> and that's what you watched. Listen. Okay. Hear me out for a second. We went to a nice dinner. You can ask her. It was a where nice did, dinner. Where we did went you go? somewhere fancy. Went to the keg. Got no got way. a little crazy. Spent a little bit of money. It was for it was a late birthday type nice. of deal. Yeah. We were gonna watch Fast and the Furious. That was the original plan. You know, an adult film. Yeah. Uh, not adult film in that sense okay. necessarily, uh, but, you know, a film for adults. Yeah. A film for adults. Yeah. Um, but it's the only seats that were available were right at the front, uh, and my and my wife's not really, not a big fan of that. So uh, we were like, oh, let's go watch the new Space Jam movie. And honestly, it's all, it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I've actually enjoyed it, like, but I, I'm not a big film critic, uh, you know. I'm honestly not either. I, I think that if you can watch a movie and have fun, then it was a good movie, and I yeah. had fun. There was a couple situations where I laughed, yeah. And it's like movies like that. I just kind of, I just like to turn my brain off and just like be like a child. Like if, so, if, yeah. if a child would laugh at something, I'm probably laughing at it in the movie. Okay. Um. I will say it's not as good as the original Space Jam. No, yeah, you can't really get much better than that, can you? Well, listen, a lot of people say it's a bad movie. And again, it's for kids. This movie's not made for me. Yeah. The first one was not made for me. But uh, no, I really love the original one. I would watch the original one before I would watch this one, I think. Again, like like rewatch it again. And, yeah. and I've watched the original many times. Is it the same plot, though? Like what they're no, down? No, not at all, actually. Well, they are down in the basketball game. I don't want to. I don't know how many spoilers I want to do. I don't know if you care at all. I could not. I couldn't care less. I don't know if any of our listeners care. Well, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna talk a little bit about Space Jam. So, so um, if you don't want any, right yeah, now. spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it yet, I mean, and if you have, you know, if you haven't watched it, I think you can kind of assume how it goes, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a kids' movie about a basketball game. They're losing at one point and they win in the end. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's a pretty safe assumption mm-hmm. that that's how that goes. But the storyline kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. It's not very fun. I don't know. It's just like a lot of the things they... they And I was listening to a lot of podcast reviews. And I really came away from the movie and I actually really enjoyed it. Me and my wife had a good time. And since listening to the reviews, I think they've kind of influenced my opinion on it a little bit. Maybe too much. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think this story is as fun as the first one. And there's like basketball players in it, but they're hardly even a part of it. Hmm. Like Clay Thompson's in it, Damian Lillard's in it. Um, they also have a couple WNBA players. Anthony Davis is in it, but they're barely in the movie. It's like in in the old one, you had like Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, um, Muggsy Bogues, all those guys, and they were like there was like the scene where they get their powers sucked from them. Yeah, 
And it's like that's a funny scene because they can't play basketball anymore. Yeah. So it's like they're like goofy basketball players and they can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But that that doesn't happen in this one. It's like there's no fun aspect of that. Huh. The 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 story in which they the they call them the goon squad. They were called the monsters in the okay. first one, but it's the goon squad. Um, the story in are which, they the same monsters though? No, very different. And okay. the monsters are not as fun. There's oh. I just. That part of it was, I mean, there's a lot of fun parts. I'm I'm a big sucker for movies that have a bunch of references to other movies and stuff in it. Yeah. And if you like that, this is the movie for you. I mean, really? There's a ton of stuff in there. Oh, wow. A ton of references. Kind of like the movie. Can you name a few? Ready Player One. I really love that one. That oh, had a bunch of references man. in it. That was a good, that yeah. was a great movie. Wreck-It Ralph uh, like has a yeah. ton of references, stuff like that. Lego movie. Um there was at one point in the basketball game you can see Pennywise in the background. No way. Yeah, like the live action Pennywise. Um Scooby Doo, you can see like it's basically anything that's owned by Warner Brothers. You can see um the Rick and Morty is in one part <laughs> of the one part of the movie. If you're into Rick and Morty, uh they go to like a Harry Potter basically the the whole premise of the movie is they LeBron and his son get sucked into the 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 what's it called? What's it called? It's called the something verse, multiverse, but it's like the Warner Luna. Warner Brothers multiverse or something like that. They get sucked in. Basically, this is it's like an internet thing, and like so it's got all the universes that are involved in Warner Brothers. So that at one point, LeBron has to go and corral up a bunch of people, like all the Looney Tunes, mm. and they're all in these different worlds. So he has to like go to like Harry Potter. He's got to go like the, the Justice League. All this stuff, he's got to find the other Looney Tunes. What the so that part's kind of fun, but overall, like, not a great movie. Like, I wouldn't say it's well done, but it's fun, mm-hmm. and it's for kids, you know. So overall, I'd give it, you know, I don't know, I'll say a six out of ten. Okay, six out of ten. That's good. Like, I w- I would watch it again, mm-hmm. but. Maybe not. Like, I maybe would be on my phone when I watch it the second time. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Yeah? I resent that. I resent being on your phone when you're watching a movie. What if it's for the second time? Still. You'll get more. You'll Sorry, I'm not really talking about You'll get more the second time around than you will the first. That's true. I might watch more intently to see, like, because when they're at the basketball game, they have a ton of people in the crowd, and there's a ton of references. I might just look in the back to see all the references. Because I have watched Fantastic Mr. Fox probably seven times, mm. and every time I pay attention, and it just gets better and better every time. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I don't know how much of a review I need to do yet on the Space Jam. I was hope- I was hoping you would have watched it, and we could have done more of a no. review on it. You think you're ever going to watch it? I probably will not watch it. Okay, fair enough. Movies, for me, that's like... My time is very valuable. Oh yeah, I guess sure. I guess what I'm trying to say is my time is very valuable. Fair enough. So I I I don't want to I don't I, how long is the movie like an hour and a half? I think it's like two hours. So like it's around two hours. Two hours of my life where I could be, you know, like meditating or like you know doing like <sighs> yoga or something like that, like you know bettering myself kind of in a way. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um. That's okay. Yeah, you, like you would actually be doing those things. Yeah, I would actually like be okay. like you know self. Fair enough. Uh, what's it called? Not self help because I don't believe in that. Like uh, improving yourself. Self improvement. Self improvement. Yeah. Of? Yeah. And you yeah. don't 
thing you can do that while while watching movies or like having movies as a part of your life? No, not necessarily. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is the Average Joe Football Show, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that are listening, still somehow listening, uh, we talk all things football, all things not football. We are going to get into football later on in the show. We like to start things off a little lighter, talking about whatever. Today it's Space Jam. Mm. Last week it was, what was it last week? Bigfoot. Week yeah. before that we had tea on the show. Wow, that was only two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we're cultured. Well, we man. had a, we had well, a, there, there's, a yeah, there's a week. There's a week in between there. No more breaks. We're back. We're going to talk about some of the news going around in the NFL. Uh, and I'm going to give you storylines to watch in the preseason, which is just around the corner. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, there's preseason games on tomorrow. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, they're today. If you're listening to this on Friday, oh, I mean, there Shoot. is actually still some today because there's some on Friday as well. There's some also today. No, not today. It's no. Like okay. if you're listening to this okay. on Friday, yeah, if you're listening to this on Friday, there's today, Saturday, also today. today, Sunday, I think, as well today. Basically, there's football to the end of time now. Um, so the grind starts, and I'm going to give you things to look out for in the preseason. Preseason football, to, for a lot of people, considered very boring. And I'm sure after three weeks of it, I'll get to that point as well. But I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch some preseason football. It's been so long without football. Uh, we're going to talk about that later on in the show. But Joe, how have you how have you been? How have you been this last week? Super good. Yeah. yeah, we're um we're getting ready for the baby. Nice. Um he's kicking so much. Very good. Um I don't got much to say about my baby. He's not okay. born yet, so like yeah, he he's not fun yet. Yeah, he doesn't anything. do a whole lot. Um apparently. yeah, but no, we're it's been really good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go you go for it. Prompt something. Okay, uh, just yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you've been doing anything like any content, content wise. Oh. You've been you've been on anything. Have I been on anything? Yeah. Um, you know what? I it's been pretty chill. Yeah. I have not been. I've not been actually uh, involved in much lately. Really. Trying to slow down. Slow down. Trying to kind of slow myself down. You okay. know, kind of focus on on you know bettering myself. Oh, we're back on this again. Because okay. Uh, like I'm gonna be a. How's father. your workout going? Are you still working out? I don't want to talk. About okay. I want to talk about how basically <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm gonna be a dad soon, and it, like you know, it's just because you stopped talking about working out there for a little bit. So. Yeah, no, just obviously you never did this, but I'm trying to like improve myself before yeah. I become a dad. <laughs> okay, so like I can just you know go into it being the best possible version yeah. of myself. Yeah. I'm kind of doing the reverse. I want to, I think now is when I'm, oh, I want to be on the decline. Okay. I don't want to, like, I, okay, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to try to make it funny, but I can't think but of it. But it just kind of be sad. Yeah, no, it's actually really sad to think that no. you're, you're declining as you become a father. <laughs> I'm hoping to become a good father at some point. Um, No, yeah, that's good. I mean, other than I the, am still working out. Other by than the, the way. thing that, you, yeah. Other than the not working out. Like part. I didn't stop. Okay, you sure? Yeah. When's the last time you worked out? I took a break. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I'm on a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> okay, fair enough. My sciatica's acting up. Sci- sciatica. Yeah. Is so what? In... I, so what? I took a break. Yeah, that was fine. You're loud. I don't work out. Okay, but you're coming in guns a blazing. No, it's because cause you just because you made a big deal about it. What? Like you do with everything. You about the working out. No. Yeah, you did. I, 
basically, I just took a little bit of a hiatus because my sciatica is acting up. Okay. And sciatica is in your back? Something there. I don't know. Okay. Like my hip area. Because like you've never told me about sciatica before. Spinal. Spine. Spi- I broke my back. <laughs> Spinal. You know? Uh, yeah. I think we're just about running out of rope here. Nope. No. Um, yeah. Joe, you're gonna we have a we have a oh. draft at the end of the pod today. We're back on the draft. We haven't done it for a while. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna draft and it's a mystery. You have to stay tuned to the end. We're gonna draft something. I don't know what it's gonna be. Uh, Joe has it. I don't have it. So it's gonna be a mystery draft. Uh, if you have not been around for one of these drafts, you gotta stay tuned to the end of the show because it's a super fun time. It's going to be non-football related because Joe's in charge of it. It's never been football related. It's a non-football related draft. Uh, we're going to draft our favorite whatever Joe comes up with. Joe, are you prepared for that? Yes. Okay. Very good. I'm expecting a lot here. Yep. Because I'm about to get into football and you'll be sitting here for 45 minutes in silence. So by the end of that, I would expect... And I'll be on my phone watching Wagyu steak videos. Okay. And I, you know... That's I don't know if we can end it any better than that. I'm putting in the work. Joe brings not much. I mean, he couldn't even tee up his own bits there at the beginning. So uh, why don't we jump into the news? First up in the news, we have more injury news for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, We talked about last week, Carson Wentz going down with a foot injury. He had foot surgery. And just a few days after that, uh, the guard, starting guard for for the Colts, Quinton Nelson, one of the best, probably the best offensive guard in the NFL. Um, he, He had actually foot surgery this past week. The exact same foot surgery that Carson Wentz had, the exact same injury, and he's Obviously, has the exact same timeline that we talked about with Carson Wentz last week. It could be anywhere from 5 to 12 weeks that he'll be missing. Um, in Starting uh, last week, I guess, when he got the surgery, uh, he, he was on social media talking about uh, how there's no way he's missing the first week of the NFL season. He threw in some cuss words in there. Um, and, you know, he's really motivated to get back. But this is a huge, huge setback for the Indianapolis Colts, a, a team that I think had a lot of really high expectations going into this season, um, and they've been dealt massive blows. Not only do you lose your starting quarterback with no real um, plan in place behind him. I mean, you have a couple of young guys uh, in in uh, Jacob Eason and, and Sam Ellinger, but you have nobody like you had with Jacoby Bursett last year when Phillip Rivers was there. You have nobody that can come in and play uh, you know, at a decent level that we know of at this point, I mean, one of those other guys could step up. And then you lose the best guard in football, uh, a guy who's so big on on an offensive line that's actually fairly impressive, one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, just a tough, tough blow for the Indianapolis Colts. And you wonder um, how how long these guys will be out. Will they kind of be on the same timeline or will you know one of them recover faster and could that all of a sudden make the other person look bad I think there's a lot of really intricate uh situations here within these two within these well two injuries but the same injury for both these players uh Carson Wentz has obviously struggled with injuries a lot in his career 
Uh, Quentin Nelson is a guy who hasn't really struggled with injuries. He's been uh, fair, relatively healthy for his entire NFL career, but plays like a brutal physical style. And I wonder if Quinn Nelson is, say he heals, and, and the rumors are that this is a surgery, I think Frank Reich was saying that this is a surgery that you have to have surgery and then you have to rest for two weeks, do nothing for two weeks, just completely rest, and then you have to rehab for two weeks, and then they can kind of decide based on that rehab where you're going to recover. And, you know, some bodies obviously recover at different rates, and I wonder if all of a sudden Quentin Nelson, a guy who hasn't struggled with injuries as much, uh, you know, he kind of bounces back. He's ready to go week two, week three. But Carson Wentz, a guy who struggled with injuries, a guy who's, you know, taken a lot of criticism, a lot of heat the last two years, if all of a sudden he's struggling to come back, if... There starts to be rumors, and it's not fair. I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but it's not fair to 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 judge a guy based on injuries like like that. But that's part of Carson Wentz's storyline. He's the guy who's who struggled to stay on the field. Uh, a lot of people question his toughness, especially mental toughness. I know I questioned it a lot last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I I I would be it would be tough for me to to judge somebody on injuries. I, I don't think injuries have anything to do with toughness, but I think you could see that. I mean, Carson Wentz has been such a polarizing figure, and I think it's it's such a tough situation for this Indianapolis Colts team, and I, and I feel really bad because I think they have they have a really good roster. I don't know if it's up there. You know, A lot of people are saying it's one of the best rosters in the NFL, and I think there's parts of the roster that are really good. The, the offensive line, when Quentin, Quentin Nelson is healthy, I think is, is really, really good. Um, I like their running backs. I think they have one of the best backfields in the NFL. Uh, you have Jonathan Taylor and then Marlon Mack coming back now. Um, then Naeem Hines is really good. The receiving core is solid. I think that's one area that they're a little shallow. Um, you know, and the defense obviously was really, really good last year. They added Quiddy Pay in the draft. This is a this is a roster I think that was ready to go. They were ready to compete, and just massive, massive setbacks. And right now, Jacob Eason is projected to be the starter. Frank Reich, uh, the head coach of the Colts, has said uh, Jacob Eason's going to be the starter. He's the projected starter for the Indianapolis Colts. However, the, the other guy, uh, Sam Ellinger, uh, formerly of the Texas Longhorns, one of the most popular college football players uh, drafted in, I believe, the sixth round this year. He's apparently been turning some heads in Colts camp, and that's kind of a surprise because he's not a guy who really who was obviously, he was a six-round pick. He was not highly touted coming into the NFL draft. A lot of people don't think that he has an NFL arm, don't think that he can make NFL throws. He's more of that Tim Tebow kind of mold where he's a he's a mobile bruiser of a runner where you know he might not have that ability to throw. But if he's turning some heads, I think this adds a, a really interesting storyline uh, to the, the, the preseason. Uh, you know, and some of the stuff we're going to talk about later on in the episode uh, but this this would be an extremely uh, interesting storyline to watch for the Colts is who steps up uh, for the for the Colts job behind Carson Wentz because they're going to have to play some some real games this upcoming season. Will it be uh, Jacob Eason just running away with the job? Will it be Jacob Eason uh, or Sam Ellinger rather? Will they potentially trade for somebody? Um, Frank Reich has said. They're not planning on trading for any. They're not planning on trading for any veteran or or going and getting getting any veteran still on the market. Um, and then you had this week Philip Rivers coming out and saying he was currently coaching. He retired, currently coaching high school football in Alabama. He came out and said 
Uh, he wouldn't rule out a return to the NFL. Will they bring back Philip Rivers? Probably not. But that's there's a lot of intriguing storylines here, and it all goes back to these injuries suffered uh, by Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson. I hope these guys can can recover quickly, get back closer to that five six week range rather than the twelve to missing almost all of the season. That would be detrimental to this Colts team. I think that that would be a lost season for them. Depend unless all of a sudden Jacob Eason uh, is plays lights out, uh, but I think. I think we would have we would have heard a little bit more hype about him. He would have had more opportunities, I think, um, you know, with the first team potentially and in stuff like that. If if he had that potential, but you never know. You never know. We've seen stars come out in the preseasons, but this Colts team is definitely a very interesting story to watch. Uh, whether or not they have Carson Wentz or Quentin Nelson, they'll be a they'll be an interesting watch this season. It's, Speaking of Colts news, you thought we were done with the Indianapolis Colts. We're not quite done. They also made some news this week by signing linebacker Darius Leonard to a five-year, $99 million contract through 2026. He's it's The, the contract's got $52.5 million guaranteed. He officially becomes the NFL's highest-paid off-ball linebacker, surpassing Fred Warner who just got a new deal just a few weeks back. We were talking about Fred Warner and how he's, you know, he's potentially becoming the next maybe Bobby Wagner type linebacker in the NFL. And to me, an even better example of that type of linebacker, a dominant linebacker like a Bobby Wagner, like a Luke Keekley, is Darius Leonard for the Indianapolis Colts. Darius Leonard is a guy who immediately from the moment he stepped into the NFL, has been an impact player. He was drafted in the second round by the Colts, so he wasn't a highly touted prospect. I think I remember a lot of people saying that it was a terrible pick, that Darius Leonard was not a good player. And what did he do in his rookie season? He came in, he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. He was a first-team All-Pro in his first year. He's got two first-team All-Pros in three seasons, two Pro Bowls. He didn't even make a Pro Bowl when he was a first-team All-Pro, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, but Darius Leonard is a fantastic player, and he's he's another guy uh, like Quentin Nelson I, that I think is so important to the success of this team. And he's such uh, an important cog to this dominant defense, this defense that they had last year uh, that is just better when he's on the field. When Darius Leonard's on the field, this defense immediately gets better. He's a guy who who just makes uh, plays. He He's sort of... Uh, a guy who just who just he's a game wrecker. I mean, through three seasons, he's got nine forced fumbles. Uh, he's he's got a few inter- He's got seven interceptions in those three seasons. He's a guy who just makes plays from the linebacker position, and he racks up tackles. He's got over 120 tackles every season of his career. He's never played less than 13 games in those three seasons. He's just a guy, he's the heart and soul of this defense. He's the quarterback of this defense. And I love this signing because I think he's a player, he's yeah, he's a player that, um, you know, it, it's going to pay huge dividends, I think, for this Indianapolis Colts team. And we saw it last year when he's in the lineup. This defense is just that much better. Um, and I think he definitely deserves this. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him carve out another first-team All-Pro this upcoming NFL season. Next up in the news, we got more contract extension, and this one is the Buffalo Bills signing Josh Allen to a 
five, six year, $258 million extension that keeps him on the Bills through the 2028 season with $150 million guaranteed money, which is just out of this world. That's almost as much as our contract was when we when we recently signed with Spotify. Was it Spotify, Joe? That Spot- we yeah, yeah, Spotify. Spot- it was Spotify, and then we had like other bids from Amp Me. Oh, Amp Me was there. Amp Me was there. Um, um, LimeWire Lime was involved. Um, uh, it was definitely a... Oh, that one, uh, Napster. Napster, yeah, Napster was huge. MySpace, I think, was also on that. But um, inevitably, we ended up with Spotify. Obviously, Spotify is where all the best Joe podcasts go yeah. to make their money. Uh, and we are making just about as much money as Josh Allen. Uh, he's making $43 million annually, uh, which is right in between Patrick Mahomes, who's making 45 and Dak Prescott, who's making 40 Um more than deserving. He's he's the first of the 2018 quarterbacks to to sign the contract extension. You had him, uh, Sam Darnold, who obviously is not going to get a contract extension like this. He hasn't played well enough. Uh, but then there's Lamar Jackson, who who's been in contract talks, and Baker Mayfield, who said he doesn't want to sign a contract this season. And then Josh Rosen, who <laughs> will never sign a contract this big. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Josh, but. Um, yeah, this is interesting in in that sense because between him, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, he's the first one to 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 sign. I think it seemed for a while like the three of these guys were kind of waiting it out, seeing who would you know playing chicken, seeing who who would sign first. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson specifically, because I don't I don't think Baker Mayfield is signing a contract this this upcoming season. I think he's kind of decided he's going to play out this year. See how it goes, but Lamar Jackson is very much entrenched in in contract talks with the Baltimore Ravens. I would be interested to see if he gets this kind of money, because Lamar Jackson hasn't shown to be the passer that that Josh Allen did this this past season. However, you can also argue that Lamar Jackson, over you know these last three seasons, has been a more consistent quarterback. Josh Allen, for as good as he was last year, and he was incredible last year. I won't, I won't, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Josh Allen was incredible last year. He doesn't have that consistency. He was quite bad his first two years in the NFL, so much so that I, I was a major Josh Allen hater going into this past season. Uh, I did not think he was a very good quarterback. He proved me and a lot of other people very, very wrong, and he very much deserves this contract extension with the way that he played last year. I mean, just one of the most improved quarterbacks we've ever seen ever. Uh, So with that, though, Lamar Jackson is a guy who's kind of just consistently been really good. He's got an MVP. Josh Allen doesn't have an MVP in his books. Um, But moving back to Josh Allen, uh, specifically, um, he's such an intriguing person to watch this upcoming season. Now he's got the big contract. That's out of the way. I'm just curious if there's going to be any sort of regression. And you can call me a hater against, you know, saying things like that. Sure, I, I'm a Josh Allen hater. Sure, whatever, uh, you know, obviously he plays for a team that I that I grew up rooting against. You know, it makes sense for me to potentially be a hater. But um, he played incredible last year. I mean, in some of the improvements that he made uh, f- going from 2019 to 2020 are 
out of this world. He went from 3,000 passing yards to 4,500 passing yards in in that one season. He had 29 touchdowns in 2019, 45 touchdowns in 2020. And then the, the most mind-blowing to me is 58.8% completion percentage in 2019 to 69.2 completion percentage in 2020. Just completely blew his numbers out of the water and was a phenomenal quarterback. And I'm just curious if if there's any regression to the mean because you know for a while it seemed like we knew who Josh Allen was he was this erratic you know bad decision maker he was going to make these decisions that were like what are you doing but then last year that was seemingly gone and you know you know we don't have really an explanation as to what it is you a lot of people saying him training with Jordan Palmer was a huge influence in that uh, i think Stefan Diggs obviously was huge for that Stefan Diggs was unreal last year and i would i'm just curious to see if nfl defense have have now that they have more tape on this new version of Josh Allen can they find ways to stop him will he continue on this torrid hot pace you know, and he he has the ability too. He's got he's one of the most athletically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, you know, he's got a cannon for an arm, and he can run the run the ball way better than a guy like Patrick Mahomes can. So I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he plays now that he's got that brand new fat contract. Next up in the news, the Dolphins find a way to restructure quarterback Xavier Howard's contract. We've talked about this now. For two episodes in a row, Xavier uh, Howard unhappy with his situation in Miami. He was not the highest paid corner on the team. Byron Jones was the highest paid, and he's not nearly as good a player as Xavier Howard. And it looked for a while like it was basically guaranteed Xavier Howard was going to be traded. He demanded a trade. It looked very ugly. Uh, but Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, had said all along, that they're not trading Xavier Howard. They had no plans to trade Xavier Howard. And he said every every press conference that he had, he said they were making ground. They were they were working towards a solution. They wanted to keep Xavier Howard there, uh, and they did. They restructure Xavier Howard's contract. They added three point five million dollars in incentives, uh, one million dollars for a Pro Bowl, and there's other uh, other bonuses worked in there as well that add up to kind of three point five million dollars. Uh, they also rescinded $93,000 worth of fines for skipping the mini camps. He wasn't there at mini camps. And now Xavier Howard can earn up to a maximum of $16.3 million in 2021. His previous number was $12 million. So he gets a little bit of a, ra- of a raise. And this is huge for this Miami Dolphins defense. I've spoke uh, on many occasions just how important I think or I know Xavier Howard is to this uh, Miami Dolphins defense, uh, to this Brian Flores scheme, this New England scheme where they have heavy blitzing, aggressive uh, pressure on the quarterback. You need to have those cornerstone corners. You know that that's why they brought Byron Jones in on that big contract. That's why they want to keep Xavier Howard around because you can't send those exotic blitzes. You can't take those chances if you don't have guys that can cover the way that Xavier Howard and Byron Jones potentially can. Uh, and that's why I think it was so important for Brian Flores to bring Xavier Howard back. And as much as they didn't want to to set this precedent, I guess, 
uh, of signing a con uh, or of reworking a deal just two years into a six-year deal. Uh, I saw somebody tweeted that this is the first time potentially ever that a contract has been reworked with four years left on this deal. And you can understand why the Dolphins wouldn't want to do that. That seems ridiculous to with four years left on the deal to rework it. But to me, it just makes, you know, it makes sense to make him happy. I think it's a win-win because he has a chance now to renegotiate. This is also part of the the contract to renegotiate after this next season, after the 21 NFL season. And to me, Xavier Howard, as good as he played last year and as good as he has the potential to be, there's no way he plays to the same level this year as he did last year. And I don't think that's a hot take. I think anytime you have 10 interceptions in a season, which doesn't happen very often, it's very rare, um, it's very hard to repeat that. And I, I don't think that he will this upcoming season. So I think the Dolphins might get lucky. Maybe he doesn't ask for more money this upcoming season. You know, maybe he does struggle with injury, which is not something you want as a Dolphins fan. Obviously, that would suck because then he's not around. Uh, but, you know, maybe he he doesn't feel like he maybe deserves a, a raise the same way that he did this last year. And maybe you get to keep Damian Howard around and, he, and he's motivated and he plays more uh seasons in Miami. So um this is a good deal and it's crazy that this is all it took. It seemed like this to be such a broken relationship um uh, between Xavier Howard and the Dolphins and all it took was 3.5 million dollars in incentives, not even guaranteed money, just incentives. Um and th- that's all it took to bring Xavier Howard back, but I as a Dolphins fan am obviously very excited to have Xavier Howard back uh on the Dolphins in 2021. Real quick before we jump into some preseason previewing, one last news note, and it's just a little Deshaun Watson update, sort of, kind of an update. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Watson still struggling with those those off the field issues. Still not struggling. That sounds like something that he can't control. Obviously, if he, you know, these are all alleged. Uh, these are allegations. I, you know, I, I'm not going to speak too much from the legal side because I just don't. I'm not qualified to do that. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. But these are allegations, so I won't. I won't implicate him or say that these are alleged. You know, assaults that he had against these women. Um, he's still dealing with those off the field issues. Um, he's been at Texans training camp, but he hasn't really contributed. He's he's gone and played safety when they're in full padded practice. So he's he's basically just standing deep down the field, not doing anything. He's not working with the first team. They're not motivated to have him out there uh, working, uh, you know, I guess in the off chance that he gets hurt. And there was reports a couple of weeks ago that the Texans were very open to trading him. They're, they're accepting offers. They want to trade him. And then early, uh, late last week, there I wake up to a bunch of reports that the Eagles are basically on the verge of trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, our good buddy Joel's Philadelphia Eagles seemed to be, the talks were heating up was what how it was referred to. And it seemed like, I was, it seemed like, whoa, like this is really going to happen. And, and Joel was texting me and we were just talking about what this means, how to feel. And it's tough because as a Dolphins fan who's been linked to Deshaun Watson since basically he asked for the trade, the Dolphins were pretty much the first team that he was said to have wanted to go to. This is kind of something that I had been working through 
uh, as a fan myself, is how to feel about a potential Deshaun Watson trade because on one hand, uh, he's an amazing player. I mean, a top five quarterback, a potential MVP, but also, if these allegations are true, he sucks. He's a terrible, awful, horrible person that did these horrible things to to these vulnerable women. And, you know, it's such a tough, because as a, as a football fan, and obviously this is a football podcast, that's what you want to talk about. You want to talk about football, you don't want to talk about the legal side of it. It's it's such a tough balance. Uh, and obviously, if he's if he is, you know, charged with all these, if this is, if this is all, you know, these are all true allegations, I'm not saying that they are, I'm not saying that they're not. Again, not a lawyer. I'm just, these are allegations right now. If these are all true, um, he's got a whole mess of other issues. And then we we don't need to talk football anymore because Deshaun Watson won't be around. Uh, but just there's been a lot of kind of updates. And then after that Eagles thing was kind of proven wrong by by a lot of different sources, a lot of that that was kind of shot shot down. It was it was very hot in the streets, and then it kind of died down. Now nobody's really talking about that anymore. Uh, and now Fox's Jay Glazer, the insider there at Fox Sports, says that the Houston Texans are no longer even listening to offers for Deshaun Watson because they have hopes that he might want to play for them this season. So what a I mean, this is such a messy situation at this point. Uh, I guess they they see that maybe with all of this stuff going on, maybe he'll just be like, I don't even care where I play at this point. I just want to get back and play. But it's just such a weird... It's come basically full circle now. Because at the beginning of this, Deshaun Watson wanted out. Uh, the Texans said, we're absolutely not trading him. This was before any of the allegations, anything. Uh, the Texans said, we're not trading, we're not trading him. All of a sudden, allegations come... Uh, and then it's dead silent for a long time. And then all of a sudden the, the Texans say, okay, we're open to trading him. Obviously, he's potentially a piece of garbage now, so we don't want to have him on our roster. Now we're going to trade him. And now it's back full circle to the Texans, not even picking up the phone. Uh, it's just such a weird, messy situation for Deshaun Watson. If this is true, that the and I'm not questioning Jay Glazer's report, but if this is true, uh, that they're not picking up the phone it's such a bizarre turn of events here. And what a weird couple of weeks for this whole Deshaun Watson um, saga in Houston. With the NFL preseason now almost officially underway, I guess I guess technically officially underway, we had the the Hall of Fame game this last week, and this week, a whole mess of preseason games on the schedule. We, I think we have preseason games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's a whole mess of games to watch, but it's preseason football. You know, it's not regular season, and oftentimes more casual viewers of football, maybe don't totally know what to do with preseason football. Some of them disregard it completely, and even non, you know, a little bit more hardcore uh, viewers of football just kind of disregard the preseason. Oh, none of the stars will be playing much. I don't need to watch that. But to me, there's still a ton of stuff that you can take away from the preseason. I've always enjoyed the preseason. Obviously, it gets old after a while. After a while, you want to see the good players. You want to see your starters. You don't want to watch backups anymore. But but, and it's not as good as regular football, obviously. But and there's 
there's still a lot you can take away from preseason football. And we saw a lot of just such stupid, dumb takes during the Hall of Fame game. The first game we've had in months. And I mean, some people were whining and complaining. For those of you that don't know, it was a 16-3 to game. Not a whole lot of offense. ton of missed kicks. I didn't even talk about the game because, I mean, not much happened in, in the game. Um, but so many people just complaining, oh, this is such bad football. And Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, I mean, this guy was insufferable on Twitter. He said something like, can't wait to watch a, an NFL game where most of these guys won't have jobs in a few weeks. And it was like, what a dumb piece of garbage thing to say. Why would you say that? Because these guys are competing for their dream and he's just basically saying none of this matters this matters for a lot of people because for a lot of people these preseason games will be the last games they ever play and they're working their butt off for that to not be the case and to me football is football like why are we complaining it's like the people who pray for summer for months and then it's finally summer and then they complain about the heat and it's like what are you do like it's like like why complain Obviously, preseason football is not as good as regular season football. We already know that. Mike Florio, you're like 50-something years old. Why are you still complaining about it? You know what preseason football is. And if you don't like to watch preseason football, go to bed. Nobody's forcing you to watch preseason football. So to me, preseason football can still be fun. There can still be things that you can take away. And I'm going to take you through a few things that I think are exciting to watch this upcoming preseason. I'm going to talk a lot about rookies, a lot about rookie quarterbacks coming into the preseason, and so things to watch out for. I want to start with the rookie quarterbacks because uh, oftentimes that's the the you know prize, the 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 bell of the ball of the preseason. Watching the rookie quarterbacks on their new team, guys you've never seen play in the NFL, and we have a whole lot of guys to watch this upcoming NFL preseason because we had five first-round quarterbacks in this last year's draft. We had Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. And all of those guys are guys I'm extremely excited to watch for this preseason. I'll start with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, uh, he is the chosen one. He's the guy. He's um, the 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 guy who, you know, the best prospect since Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, John Elway. He's one of those guys, once-in-a-generation talent. I'm excited to see just how quickly he can adapt in the NFL. And we've heard good coming out of camp. We've heard bad coming out of camp. You know, he struggled at times. Times he's looked really good, and uh, we've heard good things from Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer refuses to name him the starter, which I think is, I mean, that's just coach speak. He's going to be the starter on the team. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't think you have to be a genius to know that Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew is not getting the start. As much as I love Gardner Minshew, he's not starting. Trevor Lawrence is the starter. But to me, I'm excited to see uh, how fast he can get acclimated to the NFL game because, you know, like I talked about, uh, We've heard things from both sides. And uh, Robert Mays of The Athletic did an interview with Daryl Bevel, the the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and and Daryl Bevel basically said he, you know, he's... He's got he's a gifted player and he and he's really good and they've seen a lot good from him. 
but also he's he's you know there's times where a rookie quarterback just gets overwhelmed. He's you know with all this install, with all this new playbook, everything he gets overwhelmed with it, and you know how much of that bleeds into actual play. And we've seen all the guys I just mentioned: Andrew Luck, um, Peyton Manning, John Elway. All these guys in their rookie seasons, they weren't MVPs in their rookie season. Some of them struggled their rookie season. Andrew Luck played fairly well. He had 18 interceptions, though, in his rookie season to 23 touchdowns. Peyton Manning, famously, 26 touchdowns, 28 interceptions in his rookie season. Then John Elway, 7 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. So none of these guys came out blazing from the beginning. And obviously, it's a different different game now than it was when John Elway was starting. But I think it's a good example that just because a guy is like the chosen one or like this amazing prospect doesn't mean that the transition from the NFL or from college to the NFL is going to be flawless. I think there's going to be hiccups. And although I really do like this offense with with guys like Lavishka Chenault, um, DJ Chark, who really boned me in fantasy last year. I was even named my team after him, Chark Week. Uh, which I changed later on because I just I had to trade him because he just didn't do much for me last year. But I think he'll have a bounce back year. Um, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence's college running back, uh, he's there. Uh, James Robinson was really good last year. I think there's a lot of really fun pieces on this offense for Trevor Lawrence to work with. That offensive line potentially is a question mark, but I, I'm definitely intrigued overall as the Jaguars as a team, but definitely Trevor Lawrence. And then moving on to the number two pick in this past year's draft, and that's Zach Wilson. Um, we've seen, I at least have seen, endless hype videos of him throwing these passes uh, in practice on Twitter. He, you know, he's He's got the cannon for an arm. He's a guy who I think is going to be exciting, whether it's on the good side or the bad side. I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. Him and another rookie to watch, Elijah Moore, the second year or the second round pick um, in this past draft. A lot of hype for him, even when when the Jets initially made the pick. Uh, a ton of hype, but he's apparently been balling out in camp. Him and Zach Wilson seem, seem to have a huge connection. Um, and there's been Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's kind of been an uh, you know, uh, an inconsistent training camp. There's been really high highs and him and Elijah Moore balling out, but, you know, he had the contract holdout with the Jets, and that's maybe more on the Jets. I think more on the Jets than Zach Wilson. But he signed that contract, and he's played well at times, but also they had their first scrimmage in in, in their in their in MetLife Stadium. He apparently went 11 for 24, 112 yards and two interceptions. Didn't score a touchdown. Uh, punted on four of seven drives. So just struggled. And and this is not me hating on him. This is stuff you expect from a rookie quarterback. And I've been pounding the drum for you know a guy like Tua, who people are are too quick to to jump off of and and I th- and I think it'll be inter- interesting to see with these rookie quarterbacks which ones immediately have that maybe Justin Herbert like season where they come in and you know they don't they look comfortable immediately they they look like they're ready and which which players will look more like Tua where they they struggle at times I think Zach Wilson is is such a boomer bust prospect for me I think he could either be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in five years' time, or he could be out of the NFL in five years' time. I think he's got the ta- all the talent in the world, genuinely. His arm is incredible. Uh, and, and to me, 
I'm I'm interested to see him play this preseason, see how how comfortable he is uh, when he doesn't have all that time to throw, like he had at BYU uh, when he's playing better talent, obviously, than you do in the Mountain West Conference or whatever conference BYU is in at this point. Although the Jets' offensive line, I actually do like the Jets' offensive line, you're still not going to have as much time in the pocket. So I'm definitely interested to see, does he rip off any huge plays? Is there any exciting plays like that in the preseason? And if not, what's the backlash? What is the the New York media? Are they overreacting? I mean, they always overreact, but how much of are they overreacting? How much uh, you know do we put into that? Uh, and then on to... Another quarterback, just briefly, Mac Jones. Definitely intrigued to see how he plays this uh, preseason. Him and Cam Newton sort of competing for that starting job. Bill Belichick has essentially said Cam Newton's a starter. We'll see. I think if Mac Jones play out like vastly outplays him, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mac Jones starting week one. I still have the nightmare that needs to be fulfilled where Mac Jones plays against Tua week one and completely outplays him, and I have to deal with that for the rest of the season um, and the rest of 20 years when Mac Jones is the new Tom Brady. Um, I I still have that nightmare that needs to be fulfilled. But Mac Jones in the preseason, definitely interested to see that there. And just the Patriots in general with all those new uh, weapons. And then Justin Fields. Uh, he's a guy who I've talked about a few times on this on this podcast. Uh, really excited to see. I love Justin Fields, uh, and, and I'm I I had my quarterback rankings before the draft, and I've said this on on many occasions. I wish that I would have put Justin Fields ahead of Zach Wilson because that's how I feel about him now. Uh, I I really like Justin Fields, and I think teams are going to regret passing on him. I just don't see a weakness in Justin Fields' game. Like he is an incredibly accurate passer. He's got a big arm, incredibly athletic. I just don't see a weakness. And Matt Nagy has came out and said, he, you know, they've been, uh, they, they've seen some really good things out of him in training camp. And they said he's going to play a ton in this preseason. And that excites me. He plays against the Dolphins, my, my Miami Dolphins, this upcoming Saturday, a 1 o'clock game. I'm really interested to see him against a Brian Flores defense because Brian Flores comes from that New England-style defense where they make things really hard on rookie quarterbacks. We've seen Brian Flores uh, and, you know, that New England-style defense rattle rookie quarterbacks. Uh, We saw it last year with Justin Herbert, did not play well against the Dolphins despite having an incredible rookie season. And uh, the New New England Patriots defense, notoriously really good against rookie quarterbacks. Now, in the preseason, I don't think teams send, you know, crazy blitzes and stuff just out of respect for, you know, other the other team. But still, I mean, you can still do things to make things tricky on these rookie quarterbacks. And I, I'm just excited for Justin Fields because Andy Dalton is the starter. He's been named the starter. Matt Nagy all along has said Andy Dalton's the starter. But if Justin Fields comes out and he looks like, you know, Dak Prescott looked um, back during his rookie season, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to be able to keep him on the sidelines if he comes out and, and, and just balls out in the preseason, hopefully not against my Miami Dolphins, but you know, if, if he comes out and plays as well as I think that he has the ability to play, uh, I mean, I just find it so hard to believe that you're going to start Andy Dalton over him. I don't think it will be long before Justin Fields is on the field there in Chicago. And then on to the final 
uh, quarterback. Not the final one taken in that first round. He was the third quarterback taken. But the final quarterback that I'm going to talk about, and it's Trey Lance. And I actually want to talk about another Trey kind of with him on that 49ers team. That's Trey Sermon. And this is something that I'm really excited to watch during this preseason and during the the regular season, hopefully. Uh, hopefully Trey Lance plays at some point. I think, I don't know, we hear a lot of uh, glowing reports. I mean, I have not heard hype from a rookie quarterback to this extent in a in a while. I mean, the, the reports coming out of 49ers camp is that Trey Lance looks ready to go. Like, he is making these wow throws. Uh, he He's acclimating himself very well to the playbook and you know he looks he looks ready uh, and to me I'm excited to see that in action um, I'm excited to see him to see him play and I feel like we're almost sleeping on Trey Lance at this point uh, maybe not in the sense of all the hype videos on Twitter but I feel like we've almost kind of forgotten because Jimmy G has just been kind of named the starter uh, you know Kyle Shannon saying it's going to be very tough for Trey Lance to win the starting job. But, I mean, if this hits, like, Trey Lance on in a Kyle Shanahan offense, I think could be fireworks. Just think back to Robert Griffin III's rookie season, how dynamic Robert Griffin III was. Who was his offensive coordinator that year? It was Kyle Shanahan there in Washington. Uh, we've seen him do it with RG3 and and Trey Lance to me is a much better quarterback than RG3 ever was throwing the ball. Uh, RG3 may be faster, but Trey Lance has got that 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 mobile ability. He's he's got that ability uh, and I just think once they get this thing rolling, I just think this is going to be a lethal offense. And then you add in Trey Sermon, the other Trey that I was talking about he was a guy who wasn't one of the top running backs in this year's class. You had um, the kid from North Carolina whose name, he went to the Broncos. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Javante Williams, that's his name. Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, those were kind of the top guys. Trey Sermon was kind of the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth guy. Uh, he just exploded late in the season in Ohio, uh, at Ohio State. And to me, him landing... In San Francisco, when that pick happened, I was like, this, I mean, teams are going to regret this because he is, it's just the perfect place for a guy like him to go. A guy that kind of struggled with injuries, but has all the talent in the world, uh, played at Oklahoma, transferred to Ohio State, and then, you know, didn't do much until later in the season and then exploded in the Big Ten championship game and, you know, and, and in the college football playoff. And to me, him and Trey Lance in this Kyle Shanahan run scheme, it is lethal. I mean, it's it. I'm expecting huge things, and to to me, this is a lot like the Justin Fields situation, and maybe even more so in the fact that if if Trey Lance balls out the way that people are hyping him up to to be to have the ability to, I think there's no way Jimmy G is a starter. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan. We've heard him on on the Flying Coach podcast and in, in you know and in pref, press conferences say how excited he was to have a guy with Trey Lance's skill set come in and you know the things that he could do with with that. I mean, I think if if Trey Lance plays really well in the preseason, there's no way 
they can't start him. And him, Trey Sermon, and then Raheem Mostert, they always have that running back by committee. I mean, this running offense could be, they could just punish guys because they have the potential to be that Baltimore Ravens because they have an incredible offensive line, uh, a whole litany of running backs. Then you add in Trey Lance, who's basically a running back when he's running. He's a brutal runner, but then he's a far better passer than a Lamar Jackson type. You know, he's, he's got a fantastic arm, a cannon for an arm. To me, don't sleep on Trey Lance potentially stealing this job here in the preseason. Um, and that's kind of it for the rookie quarterbacks. And real quick before we get to our draft, if we're still doing it, Joe, are we still doing that draft? You, you got something? Okay, very good. Um, a couple other things that I'm excited to see this upcoming preseason. Uh, Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston. I'm, I'm excited to see that that competition. It if it's a real competition. People seem to be basically penciling in um, Jameis Winston as a starter. I'm interested to see what those two offensive offenses look like. Is it a completely different offense for Taysom Hill than it is for Jameis Winston? Uh, what does Jameis Winston look like? What is the offense that they built around Jameis Winston? Is it this similar Drew Brees, short pass, uh, air raid type of type of offense? Or is it a whole new offense, you know, one that's better suited to the big arm, the, the you know, decision-making or lack thereof of, of Jameis Winston. Is it a new offense? You know, they don't have a whole lot of receiver now with Michael Thomas out. What do they, what does Sean Payton do? I, who is probably one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. What does he do? What do those two offenses look like? Can Taysom Hill, you know, develop as a passer? We know that he's a much better athlete than Jameis Winston. It's not even close. Uh, but I'm definitely intrigued to see that matchup, see uh, who comes out on top, and uh, in, in if there is a competition, or if it is just Jameis Winston's job to lose, like a lot of people expect. And a few other things. I'm excited to see Jalen Waddle in this Dolphins offense in general. I just want to see, there's a ton of hype coming out. Tua's had a lot of hype coming out of training camp. He's been apparently playing really well. He looks a lot better uh, this this offseason than he did last offseason. Um, and there's been a, a huge emphasis, it seems, on pushing the ball down the field. I want to see what this offense looks like now that Chan Gailey's gone and they have the dual offensive coordinators. Is it an explosive offense? Are they trying to hit big plays down the field? Jalen Waddle, can he be that explosive playmaker uh, at the next level? Will Fuller, who Hasn't been healthy so far in training camp. So we might not see him in the preseason. But Albert Wilson's been playing really well. They have the speed guys. Will this be an explosive offense? Will they have that that um, part of an offense? They didn't have that last year. Will, they, will that be a part of the offense this upcoming season? Uh, Jamar Chase, I'm excited to see if he can live up to the hype. A lot of people saying he's one of the best receiver prospects we've ever seen. There's been some not great reports coming out of camp. Bengals camp has been very negative I've, from all the reports I'm seeing. Joe Burrow apparently doesn't look confident. Jamar Chase is struggling to to create separation. And I'm not trying to hate or anything, obviously. Uh, if, if they both come out and ball out, we will never talk about this training camp ever again. But there just hasn't been the reports. I want to see how much of that is just... You know, early shaking the rust off. You know, Jamar Chase didn't play all of last year. Joe Burrow missed half of last year with an injury. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how those two connect and how that offense in general plays 
with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and you know all those weapons, Joe Mixon, uh, a fun offense. And that's kind of going to wrap up. I could go on forever, but we have to get to this draft. I'm excited for preseason football. I hope you guys are too. Next week, we'll have some preseason football to talk about, maybe some interesting storylines, hopefully no injuries. I'm really, really praying for no huge injuries. I wish the football gods would just say, hey, they really had it bad with with COVID last year. Maybe we can just chill with the torn ACLs and the torn Achilles and the preseasons. Just, just relax with that. We are we already gave you Carson Wentz. We gave you Quentin Nelson. Can you just just no injuries, please? No injuries. Uh, but excited to watch preseason football, uh, and I hope you guys are as well. All right, I'm gonna invite my good buddy Joe back into the pod for the final segment. Hello, 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 hello. He's, he's back. Baby. Think about it. All right. You ready? You're 17, 18 years old. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were doing a monologue. Say between 17, 19. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how the years are. Okay. Okay. It's a Friday late night. I'm loving this already. Or a Saturday late night. Maybe it depends. It depends. Mm-hmm. You're with your boys. You're picking up your controllers. Oh. And you're playing the best Black Ops. Sorry, the best, best Call of Duty. Oh, Black Ops 2. And, and there are a lot of good Black Ops, and you can't pick yet because that's not your... Not Black Ops. I meant I meant Call of Call Duty. Call of Duty. In general. Okay. 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 So... You give dra- me your the, three the, the, the draft. The draft is? Is the best Call of Duty games. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a... Fi- wow, you can't brought this out of nowhere thanks man i love this so for those of you that don't know the draft is something that we've been doing uh at the end of shows for a little while we didn't do one for a bit but basically joe and i will go three rounds we each pick our favorite we're trying to build a solid team of whatever it is we've done uh summer activities we've done fruits fruits Fruits. yep uh is that it is that all that we've done I hope not. <laughs> I hope so, we have a so bad. I hope we've done a lot more than that. Um, um, yeah, but now we're doing Call of Duties. I like mm-hmm. this. You want to flip a coin to see who gets? Yeah. Okay. I didn't even finish explaining. So basically, okay. we have to. We're building a team. We get to pick. We alternate picks, uh, and you're trying to build the best team of these, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So you want to flip a coin to see who gets the first pick? Yeah. Or what? We got heads, and tails. Heads and tails. Okay. Right. Uh, tails never fails. Who so, said you get to call? Okay. Well, you can call if you want. Heads. Okay. So it's the same. What did I say was heads again? This is heads, heads was the front of your phone. Okay. Tails was the iPhone or the logo. Yes, Tails. Okay. All right. My first pick, Black Ops 2. Easiest pick. Why is that? It's the best game. Yeah, I would like to have a little bit of a reasoning behind it. It's as the well. best. Black Ops 2 is the best Call of Duty really? of all time. Really? Yep. Uh, I will die on that hill. Uh, and for me, I think I'm definitely biased. 100% I'm biased because this is the game that I was in my prime video game years. Okay. I was in high school. I was not paying attention in class. I was just thinking about going home and getting 
gold SMGs, getting <laughs> diamond SMGs, getting that diamond camo, ranking up my weapons to get that diamond camo. And I got diamond SMGs, got diamond shotguns, got diamond pis- pistols, I think. Is diamond you know, the best you can get? Best camo you could get. Wow. You have, to, you have to get the highest level ranking on all of your guns. And I was not a cool kid in high school at all. So Call of Duty was really all I had. Uh, Black Ops 2 was just so good. I mean, it was just like the prime. I feel like that was the prime of Call of Duty. That's when things were really popping. You know, there was really funny Call of Duty montages and stuff on YouTube I would watch. Uh, And Black Ops 2, it's just, I love, it's futuristic, but it's not like jumping all over the place like some of the new Call of Duties are. Okay. Not all that. Uh, It's just a fun boots on the ground type of boot. Okay. You know, and then That's playing good. some of the party games, Sticks and Stones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, gun really game with the boys. I mean, come on. Black Ops Zombies. 2. Zombies. Zombies, exactly. Uh, the Black Ops series has zombies. The other Call of Duty, like the Modern Warfare series, don't have zombies in it. So that's a plus. Zombies was so fun. So Black Ops 2, 100%. The first pick. That's my favorite Call of Duty, and it's not even it's not even really close. <laughs> My uh, my first pick is Modern Warfare Two. Okay. Modern Warfare Two. That probably would have been my next pick as well. You you think so? Yeah. I think Modern Warfare Two is one game that I spent a lot of time in when I was in elementary school. Mm, elementary. Wow. Yeah, I was young, but I would what I would do is I would play my younger brother, mm. and I would just rank up so fast. I would like I would just play multiplayer against him. I wouldn't play online. Oh yeah, because so you, much in Modern Warfare Two you could just you could just rank up in private matches yeah. i think yeah this is insane so i just ranked up so much and so fast cuz i would just kick my little brother's butt <laughs> and your brother's um, like 3 at this point oh no, not not quite but yeah he was even younger than me i was young but he was yeah. younger than me and uh the yeah, modern warfare 2 that's my first pick for sure that was one of the i think that's still my favorite call of duty game that's a good pick. definitely top through 2 that's a good pick uh, I'm gonna go maybe a little bit. I don't know if this counts, but I'm gonna say Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. I think that counts. It's kind of within the modern warfare. It's also part of Black Ops or the Cold War now. But Warzone. I mean, yeah. Warzone kind of rekindled my love of Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I under. I get that. Yeah, a lot. I think that's a really, really good pick. I mean, I'm just tooting my own horn here, but uh, <laughs> I almost didn't even think about it. Yeah, I forgot the, about that the Warzone well for a second because I was really on Black Ops too. Like I said, that was the peak mm-hmm. i was excited for call of duty ghost that game kind of sucked uh and then call of duty really really fell down and i just didn't play it anymore and then started playing warzone with the fr- with with some of my friends some of the boys oh man that's really fun battle royale love it i d- wasn't a big fortnite guy i never played fortnite once before so i didn't really understand the battle royale thing but i think they perfected battle royale games like like the with the gulag was really was yeah. a really cool idea. Yeah, they didn't have that in other battle royale games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even like the gulag that much anymore. I like the rebirth island yes, a little bit better. Yes, rebirth is great. That's perfect. That's so fun playing on rebirth island. I mean, what ah man, what really Jones in to play some Warzone right now. Without talking about, it. but yeah, <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone. That's that's got to be my second pick. Really, my second pick and. Wow, like I can already, I can feel that I'm going to take flack for this. Uh, my second pick is actually Advanced Warfare. Whoa. Okay. And I'll tell you why. It's because I put hours yeah. and 
hours into that into game. my advanced warfare yeah i borrowed it from you i never gave it back yeah i don't think it's still years have. ago year no because i gave it away already that's how i felt about that game though yeah i actually enjoyed it yeah even the campaign was decent it had kevin spacey Call campaigns it. are uh kevin spacey oh shoot sorry yeah. <laughs> the whole i forgot about that yeah no but he was good at the time yeah no, anyways i thought good. it was cool um um no, what do you like about it? Like, what's I see where you didn't didn't like you like the boots on the ground, the whole like, yeah. I like that this one had this this one introduced the whole double double jump yeah. and the wall running and I don't think it had wall running, did it? I think it did, yeah. Like, okay. There was some sort of wall run and you could do like jumps and stuff. Yeah. So and I I, I quite liked it. That was my first um, experience with that, and I loved it. I put hours into that game. Okay. Like, and I got good at it. Like, I would just play bots. And I would just, I would just, I remember sometimes my playing bots, my KDR was just ridiculous. (laughs) Like I would, I would, I would play like an hour match and then I would die. Like I would have like, I don't know, ridiculous, most ridiculous KDR. You were too scared to play real people though? Yeah. I never, I never played online with Call of Duty. Really? Until Warzone. Oh yeah. I was not like that. I was, I was playing the online. Yeah. I was too scared. That's too scared. I didn't want them to say bad words. And yeah, that's fair. I was a little bit scared. That's fair. Kid, so. Okay, Advanced War, I don't actually hate that. The more I look back at some of these older games that I didn't like, like Ghosts, I don't even think is that bad of a game anymore. Some of the guns in there I think are really fun. Advanced Warfare, I like. I do like the jumping, the double jumping and stuff, because Titanfall is one of Titanfall 2 is one of my all time favorite that's games. That's an amazing game. Titanfall 2, I wish I could put that in this draft, because but it's not a Call of Duty game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Titanfall Two is one of my all time. Did you that play that, that game online? Incredible. As well? Yes. Yeah. That game was so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I like the whole jumping thing, and I think they was, did an amazing job with the double jump and the wall running in Titanfall. I think yeah, Titanfall is perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that is the first one didn't really go over well. People didn't love it. Titanfall, but Titanfall Two so good. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that game's good. But yeah, no Advanced Warfare. You said the campaign's really good. I think. Call of Duty is really good with campaigns. Yeah. I think, ev- and they're, they're very simple. Like, it's not like an in-depth, it's very short. Mm-hmm. But I think the campaigns are always really solid. Like, just fun to play. Yeah, I like it a lot. And that kind of leads me into my last pick. And this is kind of a controversial one because Modern Warfare 3 was oh. not was was one of the games that people didn't receive that well. Really? Yeah, it, like, people didn't like it as much as NW2. But NW3, I think, has a really fun campaign. And I... NW2 and NW3 were my favorite campaigns. I yep. love those. McTavish and all the, you know, like, that was just yeah. my favorite. I just remember the one scene, they're in Paris or something, and they're, like, recording a video, and then all of a sudden, like, a bomb goes off or something, and the video falls, and you can see the Eiffel Tower, and it's just, like, I don't know. That one's really cool because it's, like, like modern day. like Yeah. Like, it's, like, the MW3, and then, it tur- like, the w- the M flips, or the M, or, yeah, the M flips, and then it's ww3 so it's like world war three yeah like the amount of hype that that game had i didn't mm-hmm. play it all that much because like i said black ops 2 was the one that came out after that and that's when i really started playing call of duty mm-hmm. but mw3 yeah that campaign was fun the spec ops missions were really fun oh, yes. survival mode yes Me survival you- mode was the yeah. i i just would play survival mode forever dude like, that I was so love survival that mode. was really fun survival mode was so we had a lot Shoot, of fun with man. that I think my ah, you stole my pick. My third, my third pick. Yeah, do you even know any of the other Call of Duties? Of course I do. Okay, then what's your third pick there, Hoss? Uh, my third pick would uh, probably be. Oh wow, you took Warzone. You took NW3 and Black, Black Ops Three. 
Black Ops 3. It was good, and I liked it, and I I don't... Okay, see, the thing with Black Ops 3 is... It's um, another futuristic one. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it was good. I didn't love it, but we're kind of running out of Call of Duty, yeah. and I didn't play the I didn't play the earliest yeah. ones. I feel like I, sh- I could have thrown you a bone and picked one of the earlier ones. Yeah, I didn't play those very much, um, but uh, no, I Black Ops Three I did play through. I really like that one as well. I will admit I like um, Black Ops Three. I think actually Black... I'm changing my mind. Oh, the original Black Ops. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, okay. And, and the original Black Ops, the first Black Ops, because the campaign was. Amazing! Okay. I love the campaign yep. for the first Black Ops campaign game. is really good. That's when we first were introduced to Nuketown. Yeah, yeah, that's a oh, good. I man. was I was thinking about choosing the original Black Ops. I was I I'm surprised that it took this long for us. The to, Easter to eggs. I love that in the title screen you could jump out of your chair. Yeah, I'd always go do that just for fun, even though nothing was new. It just always did it every time. Anyways, I would say overall the Black Ops games are probably better than the Modern Warfare because like they're I don't know if you know this, but they're made by two different companies within mm. Activision. So like uh Treyarch makes Black Ops. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then Activision. And, uh, uh, no, it's not Activision. What are they called? I forget. Infinity Ward. Infinity makes, Ward. Makes Modern Warfare. I don't know why I think and now they have Activision. a third one, I think Sledgehammer Games makes so now they have a three year cycle. But huh. basically I think that Black Ops is the better of the yeah. I mean we just talked about Black Ops two you talk about the original Black Ops. Black mm-hmm. Ops Three, I think, was pretty good. It was also very. good. I think that they did the whole futuristic thing even better than Advanced Warfare. Yeah, they well, they perfected it for yeah. sure. I think in Black Ops Three, and you could swim in that one. That was fun. yeah. Oh, Black Ops Three on uh, online was was very fun. I play, yeah. I did play online with, with some buddies in that one. That was a fun. That was very fun. But I feel like I didn't give you enough to talk about on the Black Ops. The I also Black put Ops. a lot of hours into the first Black Ops. Yeah. The original Black Ops, is, uh, I and I played the campaign, and yeah, I I also played my, with my younger brother a lot. Um, Love that. You have any guns that you liked in that game that you can remember? Um, no, I'm really bad with guns. I'm seriously bad with guns, like and like remembering guns and stuff. Not my thing. I just remember the Galil was my favorite gun in that game. I really liked the Galil. Playing uh, zombies in that was really fun too. Campaign, like you said, super good. Mm-hmm. Good draft, man. This is the fun draft. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who. Thanks, like, man. some people will totally not be into this because no, video- but this is something that we're very into. I think I, I, this was fun. It was, a big, it was a big part of our of our uh, childhood. Childhood. We're like early adulthood. Up, yeah, really. my childhood and your early adulthood. Yeah, because I would play a lot with your brother, and mm-hmm. you, you could, you know, and then you would tag along and yeah. stuff like that. No, and it's we we even play sometimes now. You'll come mm-hmm. over and we'll just play pop in like Black Ops Two on the PS3. That's so fun, man. I love it. That's so fun. This was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really brought it. I was thanks, uh, man. I appreciate that. I was surprised at the draft, but you brought the heat. Thanks. Uh, and you guys brought the heat for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. You know, we really covered everything on this episode. Um, if you like the show. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be incredible if you would do that. I mean, that would help us out. You don't even understand. Uh, share the podcast anywhere you can. Please share it with your friends. Even take a screenshot of the of the podcast and staple it to hydro poles in your local town. Yeah, get old school yeah. with it. Get jiggy with it. Get you know? jiggy with we it. We don't care how you do it. Just share it with your friends. Fax it over to your uncle. I don't care. Just... Support us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Average Joe Show. Joe, you got anything to plug before we sh- we shut down the pod for I this week? I do not. Perfect. 
I hope you guys enjoyed. Preseason football's on the way. And we will, as always, catch you guys on the next one.